May these words of my mouth and this meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We hear today the double parables of the shepherd who loses a sheep and the woman who loses a coin. Both of these set up Luke's even more spectacularly memorable parable that we heard back in Lent of the father who loses a child, the parable of the prodigal son. Today's parables are stories about something that is lost and then, after diligent searching, found. Searching that seems extreme and leaving 99 sheep unattended to retrieve one. And searching high and low for one coin when there are still nine in the pocket. Things lost and found. Things cherished and not abandoned. People not giving up hope, finding their treasure, and then celebrating the reunion with friends and neighbors. It may be hard for us to relate to losing a single sheep or a single coin, but I've been given permission to share a story with you that may resonate a bit bit more with present day. Two weeks ago, we had an unfortunate incident here during our Sunday services. Someone who was wandering through the building helped themselves to our fabulous sacristan Emily's cell phone. As you can imagine, that would be devastating. Like most of us, her whole life, past, present, and future, is stored in that essential device. We all know our smartphones are extremely expensive when not insured, and there's information in there we will never see again if they have not been recently backed up. I apologize to all of you who still use flip phones. (laughs) This may be lost on you, but stick with me. Her past, she had all of her photos on that phone family, friends, college memories, and an amazing pilgrimage on the Camino. Her present, Emily's only been with us for a couple of months in Denver, and she does not know her way around. So she relies on that GPS feature that I confess five years living here, I still use every time I get in the car. It's her connection through calls and texts to those she loves, but doesn't live near. And it's her future, just like all of us. It contains a calendar full of events and reminders she doesn't want to forget. Having this phone, these photos, these maps, these ways of communicating with loved ones, this holder of plans, it's a lifeline. And having it taken was upsetting, to say the least not to mention how it makes us feel about humanity that it was stolen from a church. It is indeed true 
that people can sometimes do rotten things. Now, y'all know I fancy myself a bit of a Nancy Drew. And with this incident, the mystery of the missing phone, I realized that I am but a pale version of the super sleuth. Really, I'm more like Nancy's sidekick, Bess, or George. Emily is the real deal. She is resourceful, she is tenacious, and she was downright crafty. My investigative skills are still somewhere back in the era of Nancy's magnifying glass, whereas Emily's are solidly 2019. Emily did all of the research about how you locate the phone, how to put a retrieval message on it if it's found. She had the foresight to use my number because I'm local, and she put in the cathedral's address so that whoever found it wouldn't know where she lived. She's brilliant. There are lots of details to this tale, and y'all know I also love details including filling out her first ever police report and being told by the policeman, we'd be chasing lost cell phones all day. I'm sorry. A ride in my car down Colfax as we followed the location ping on her phone that required a laptop and a Wi-Fi hotspot in the car. <laughs> right? And it was not Nancy's awesome convertible. It's my... <laughs> It's my mom SUV that's hauled years of stinky hockey gear. The mysterious cessation of ringing, as she called her phone. And as we're driving, her phone called me while we were in pursuit. Well, it wasn't actually her phone that called me. It was the homeless man who found her phone while it was ringing behind a dumpster on East Colfax, miles from here, who saw the retrieval message and used the phone to call me. The homeless man who didn't have enough money to pay for the bus ride to return it to St. John's, but explained to the bus driver that he was returning a stolen phone, and the bus driver allowed him to ride all the way here for free. The homeless man who waited for us in the Welcome Center to return from our search because he wanted to make sure that Emily received it. He wanted to place it in her hand. This man this dear, gentle man clearly knew deeply what it was to have something important taken from him. He apologized on behalf of the other person he didn't even know who took it and for the distress that it must have caused her. This man who gratefully and unexpectedly received a reward, and then asked us to pray for him. This man who introduced himself as he shook our hands as Anthony.
It wasn't until later that day that I flew into Emily's office, and I think I scared her because I was absolutely frantic. I said, did that man say his name was Anthony? I see some of you already nodding. She looked bewildered, and I recited this for her, which I've heard many times from my Catholic grandmother and my Catholic friends when searching for a belonging. Dear Saint Anthony, please come around. Something is lost, and it cannot be found. Saint Anthony, the patron saint of lost things. Anthony, who found and returned with great personal effort a treasure to Emily. How awesome is that? <laughs> no wonder I was frantic. Anthony, who not only restored the phone, but restored faith in humanity. Yes, sometimes people do rotten things. But more often, people are gloriously and generously kind and good. So, a sheep, a coin, a phone, the common thread and theme of these points us to the promise that God seeks us out. God does not give up on us even when we totally deserve it. Looking high and low, far and wide, never giving up. Relentless, like Francis Thompson describes in his classic poem, which some of you who are over 70 may have had to memorize at some point. The Hound of Heaven. Charles is nodding. I know he had to memorize it which tells of God's incessant pursuit of us and unflagging desire to find us and enfold us. When finally found, God says to the pursued, rise, clasp my hand, and come. God seeks us out. And lest we assume by sitting here in church that we are one of the 99 safely huddled with the other sheep or one of the nine safely in the pocket, certainly none of us are those sinners who wander off and cause trouble. Sometimes we are where we're supposed to be, present. And sometimes we are in need of being found. I invite you to pay attention to what is coming shortly in this service. Most weeks in our liturgy, as we will do today, we speak a confession. A confession of all the ways we fall short, inevitably and repeatedly. And this is the phrase that always stings the most for me. Things done and left undone. Those are not mere words. Those are a declaration of need, a call out, a cry of the heart to be found, a confession that we have wandered off like the sheep, that we have rolled under the sofa like a coin, or we've been stolen away like the phone.
we are found and returned through confession and repentance. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven, joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And there is rejoicing. There is partying and celebrating. Be found. Earnestly and humbly repent in confession. And then join us at the table, at the feast. For there is joy in heaven. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God. And we will feast together as we do every single week. As we need to do. Because we are constantly wandering off, rolling under the sofa, or being carried away. Constantly returning to this place for community with each other and with God. Dear St. Anthony, please come around. Something is lost and it cannot be found. And yet, we are found by God. God pursues us relentlessly. We are God's precious treasure. And we are mysteriously and miraculously cause for celebration.